0: New York Jets first round selection, fullback,
1: Roger Vick, Texas A&M. Oh. Hey guys, welcome to episode nine of Splitting Uprights. It's just Sandy and I today because we're bringing on a good friend of mine, Brandon Taylor. Uh, Brandon and I went to the same high school, a uh, couple high school. We never played together, unfortunately, but uh, we, got, we got close and uh, now he's headed to Connor State College to begin his collegiate career uh, playing basketball. We had a ton of fun doing today's episode, and we hope you enjoy listening, and now let's hand it over to the episode.
2: All right, Brandon, so you're going off to college soon, well, we hope soon, and I'm, so you're obviously coming from high school but Drew and I see we've been in a college locker room and there, there is a little bit of a difference here so we just want to test your wisdom per se uh, as you head off to college to see if your mind's in the right place so I'm gonna ask you this right. Brandon is your teammate's sister off limits
1: yes
0: yeah okay
1: easy <laughs> why, why is that Brandon
0: Uh, well, I'm going to be a freshman, you know, uh, you know, I just, I wouldn't want, if I had a sister, I wouldn't want my teammate dating my sister. So I just put myself in his shoes.
1: So if you're a senior, would you be dating your teammate's sisters and you're the captain of the team? No, I still wouldn't (laughs) do that. I still wouldn't do it. (laughs) What what if it's a teammate you don't like? (laughs) Um,
0: well, you know, I mean, I kind of leave my attitude at the, at the door when it comes to basketball and sports, so I, I still wouldn't do it. I played with guys where, you know, I I can't stand playing with, with that one person, but, you know, I kind of just go with the flow and just be be myself. I got you.
2: Drew, this man's a baller. I want him on my team. He <laughs> said, I'm not going to date someone's sister because I leave my ego at the door. I love it. Yes, my, sir. Well,
1: my, my whole thing, you know, I play both football and basketball, so I can kind of see, for me, like, if if I'm in the football locker room, and a defensive player, you know, has a hot sister. I might hit her up, but she's on the he's on the other side of the ball. On basketball, you gotta play offense and defense. It's, but it's twelve in, guys. In practice, y'all are going up against each other. Not not if he's on Varsity. Varsity rarely oh ever goes my against God, each other. I'm, this just guy. Saying, I'm just saying, like you gotta think about it.
0: Out. You're getting your
2: ass <laughs> out. When you're running scout offense, man.
1: And right. They're gonna they're, they're gonna float. My, my, my high school coach is going to hire Greg Williams, and they're going to put a bounty on my head in practice, and I'm going to have scout team coming <laughs> after me. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was definitely not – I was thinking like a totally another question.
2: Hey, that's how we do things, man. It, you, you will find that Hendricks people are of a different breed, and that breed <laughs> isn't always – I don't know. I don't know what to say, Drew. Uh, I do mean the finance, but we just – we do things a little differently. So let's get into your background a little bit, Brandon. Uh, you know, you're an athlete. No surprise, you come from a pretty athletic family. Your dad, um, you know, I'll just say it, he played at Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, I'm an Arkansas guy. That doesn't sit well with me, but I'm, I'm going to leave my <laughs> ego at the door. All Respect. right, Get this podcast through. Um, hey, but drafted by the Giants in 2004. Yeah. So big time. And then your mom – works with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. What was, Drew, we were going to ask him, like, what, Brandon, what was that like growing up? You know, I know your dad didn't play too long, but that must have been pretty cool to have, like, an NFL player.
1: Yeah,
0: so his so the very first game of his rookie year, they played the Cowboys at Texas Stadium, and that was my mom's first like game that she was doing as at the job. So I was I was going for both sides, like you know whoever was on offense, I was I was cheering
1: whoever was on offense. <laughs> did uh, growing up, did you ever feeling like I guess like pressure so say of like you know I have to be you know like my dad you know you hear those stories of you know young kids saying like oh i i got to be like my dad i got to be like a professional athlete or did it was your dad just a professional athlete and you know he was just your dad
0: oh no nah, for sure like uh you know i I, f- I first started playing football and like at camps like you know i would i, I would tear kids up i was like yeah like i'm going to be just like my pops like going i'm going straight to the league like i'm going to be better than him like you know, I've always wanted to play – when I was little, I, was my, I always wanted to play A&M football. That was my – that was what I wanted to do. But then, uh, I don't know, I guess just growing up, I just fell in love with basketball more. And, you know, he said that it's fine with him that I play – that I chose basketball or football. He's like, it's way safer. You know, the outcome, like the retirement stuff is way better. And, you know, he's, he's still – still, he's still in my corner and he always supports me with basketball.
1: I will, I will say it was really cool when we, we actually went, you know, I, I helped out my high school after I graduated. We went down to a and a couple of years. Um, they had his dad's name, I believe, was on like some football plaque or something. And it was really cool to see that. I mean, I, obviously, I don't have that experience with my parents, but, um, you know, it, it's probably a cool thing to see your dad's name up uh, somewhere, especially like a, a university like A&M's.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was it was dope. It was I actually it was fun growing up. I actually, we we grew up uh, in College Station, so I lived there for two years, and it was fun going to all the games and seeing them play. Even though I was little, I mean I still didn't know what was going on, but you know, it was it was still cool. Like looking back, I guess, and seeing everything. <laughs>
1: Would you would you consider yourself an A and M fan then? Is that your number one college? Like, oh yeah, for rep? sure.
0: If if I if I probably would have just done school like and really focused on it, I think I would have really applied myself to trying to get because and it's pretty hard school to get into. But I think I if I would have just done school by itself, I
1: think I would have probably chosen to, to go to A and M. Did you did you ever think about walking on at the a And M basketball squad, or are you just? <laughs> well, actually, I, I like Coach Buzz.
0: I like I like his philosophy. On his, I follow his Instagram, and he seems like a real rounded coach. So I mean, if that's in the play, that's in the play. But uh, it is, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it'd be would <laughs> be awesome playing basketball at a And I mean, Why yeah. not?
2: It's one thing though, Brandon, to like his philosophy, but do you like his style? His oh three pieces. yeah,
0: yeah. I like I like coaches that are really aggressive, and you know, by by the third quarter, he's dressed in sweat and he's clapping his <laughs> hand. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that.
2: There was a time where we thought Buzz Williams was going to be at Arkansas. He had um, gosh, he was at Virginia Tech at the time, and and we the, we thought he was coming here, and, and like some people are like, oh, but some people were like, yeah. So. I did my research on him and I just loved like there's something about him that I really like
0: and Yeah, he's like real like he's real hands on. He's real he's real always he's always going. He always has a motor going. I mean he's done like, a uh, great like the, the the team camp that we went to the first year it was by another coach and then the second year it was way more competitive when it was Buzz. Way more competitive. We even had we even had two like two different tournaments going on at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's cool to see him. He started at Marquette, I believe, when he became a big-name guy, um, kind of, I guess, rebuilt that program to what it became, and then went on to Virginia Tech, a school that wasn't really known for basketball, rebuilt it, that program, yep. mm-hmm. and then now he's at A&M. You know, hopefully, you know, he, I think this is going to be his – I think he just finished his second year, I believe.
0: Yeah, this with a and
1: Yeah, and this would be his third year upcoming if they obviously play this season.
0: Um so, so funny story on but on Buzz. So we were playing a team camp last year, and like we were blowing out everybody, and uh, this EYBL team was just, just going going through call station. So like they were gonna play one game, and Buzz was like, Buzz was like, Copel definitely needs to play them. And He sat down and watched the whole game and saw us play, and we almost won. It went to overtime. It was a high school team against the one of the best EYBL teams in Texas.
1: Yeah, it was a very interesting <laughs> game. We, um, it was one of those things that uh, just kind of was. It was, it was interesting because, like you said, we were, we were in a tournament, and then this team didn't want to play in the tournament, so they were like, hey, like, we just want to play the best talent. And right. they called us up, and we played the tournament. And we, I personally, being, like, the, the coach, didn't think it was going to be as close as it was. I knew we'd give them a fight for a while. Uh, but we came out swinging. Uh, you know, we threw some haymakers. I think we went up, like, 12, 12 like, four. And they, called, and yeah, we, they,
0: started, they started panicking.
1: <laughs> yeah, they called timeout, and then they but they had like two or three like seven footers, and I yeah. tallest this guy then, was Clayton, and right yeah, it was it, was <laughs> it wasn't over. wasn't a match. But I mean, we we hung with them for the whole time. It wasn't like a blowout at any point. Uh, right. You know, it was a close contest.
2: Brandon, how good was Drew?
0: I never got to see him play basketball. <laughs> All right, so funny story on Drew. So that so his senior year, they were really really good. And the one game I go to, their one, the one district game, it's at home, and they're playing like the worst team in the district, right? And they're playing this two-three zone the whole game, and like they drew Drew's team was like not hitting anything, and they lose the game. That was the only game I've ever I ever saw them play, but they still won district. They still won district. So, so a
1: little backstory. Obviously, uh, we lost like thirty-four to thirty-two. know. Uh, yeah. I think it was thirty-four to thirty-three. So. I mean that's like a super low, yeah,
0: super low scoring game. Like nobody was scoring. Like
1: yeah, and um,
0: LD Bill played two three the whole game. It was a real boring game.
1: But uh, the the last play, we had an opportunity to win the game on the last shot, right? Play. I was I was in. The play call was drawn for completely someone else. No one got open. I came to the ball, caught it, took a couple dribbles for mid range, missed missed at the buzzer. Heartbreaking, right? But um, like he said, we we went on to win district. Well, we went on to go eleven and one. Now, when they put on the district ball, they don't put on that. Oh, they were eleven and one, lost to LD Bell. They just just put put district champs. Exactly. So, and then he went on his junior year to win district at Capel, and his senior year, and we still had a better record. So that's all. That's all I gotta say. I'm just saying that we had a better record. We went eleven and one. After that game, we played like three, four teams in a row that we beat by like under five points. Uh, and so I always believe that LD Bell game was a big, was a, was a nice loss because it, at that point we were undefeated in the first round of district. They were the start of the second round and uh, we lost, I think we had too big of a head and then we were able to kind of come down to earth and then beat the rest of the team. So for me, I always saw a blessing in the disguise, but at the time it kind of sucked because you lost to the worst team in district by a point at home.
0: Yeah, this, this, my, the year, the year we won last year for my junior year, I don't know how. We lost, we lost to Louisville. No, we beat Louisville the first time. We lost to Louisville once. We lost to Fire Mountain.
1: Who, we lost to, we lost one more game. It was probably, it was it the Hebron or Marcus? Oh, no, it was Hebron, probably. Or no, was it Irving MacArthur? Nah,
0: it nah, yeah, it was Hebron. No, yeah, it was Hebron. I think, I think it was Hebron, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he won that. I don't know how he won because we lost three games. It was, I don't know, but this year, this year we, we definitely we lost two games, but we lost to Louisville twice, but Oh my God, those are horrible. Both off buzz beaters. It was horrible. <laughs> Same exact play and everything, both games.
1: Yeah. No, um, for, for me, you know, obviously, like I said, I played both football and, and basketball for a little bit, uh, at Capel. um, you know, I saw I saw from both sides. You know, you obviously playing basketball most through high school. My my question to you is is it how much of a difference is it how much difference is it, you know, being basketball only, uh, and not really getting the attention of football in, in Texas?
0: Well, and and whenever I played both, like it was strictly like most of the time it was just football like that's all. I would, literally, like the all I will. That's all. Would, like the only training I would do is football, and like the only practice, like for AU, that's the only basketball I would get. Like I was just athletic. Like that's that's the only reason why I was good at basketball. So, like the training is just thr- if you if you do if you do both sports, like probably most of the time, most of your training is definitely football because you have spring and you have fall. So for sure, it's definitely football and seven on seven in the summer. <laughs> so it's definitely more football. Drew, come
2: out of high school. If you, if you had to pick only one, which do you think you would have
1: chosen? Oh. Uh, so I was kind of in a, in a rare spot, I guess. Um, I had actually gotten offered by Southeastern Oklahoma State to play football, uh, but they only wanted me to play football. And uh, that was, like, right around the time when basketball season was ending. And, uh, you know, I, to kind of talk about Brandon talking about, you know, football – I played I played basketball three fourths of the year and I played football one fourth of the year, in my opinion. Uh, when it was football season, I was all in football. When it was basketball, I was playing basketball. But then there was that kind of weird period from spring to summer where I would play football and basketball. And, at the same and basketball. Because right. I was I was playing AAU. Um, so for me, I never I never really chose one sport over the other. I'm I'm from Indiana, so like basketball's in my blood my parents, I, since I was little, I've always had a basketball, but once I moved to Texas, the people around me and my family kind of grew up loving football, so for me, I never really wanted to, I never wanted to choose, I wanted to go to a place that gave me both, um, when I, when I first picked Hendricks, uh, I talked to both Thad and Buck about playing both, and they both, you know, gave me the okay to play both, uh, that's one of the reasons why I actually went to Hendrix, you know, besides that they're the only, the only other school that offered me to play football um so I, that's the reason why I chose Hendricks at first um but t- if I was to say today I would probably go basketball for football <laughs> just because I think I enjoyed it more um yeah, I, I definitely think you enjoy basketball
0: way more too and you even do training for bat for basketball not even football
1: so. yeah I mean it, it's tough to train for football but in basketball it's really easy you just need a ball and a hoop or football you kind of need some other things here and there but um, you know, obviously I got to meet guys like Sandy and Pookie and, you know, Gage and other guys like that playing football at Hendricks. But, uh, you know, I, I think I was a little bit better at basketball than I was at football. But um, that's just me looking on it reflecting on it as of today.
2: Brandon, let me tell you the implications of Drew playing football at Hendricks. Well, actually, no, I'm going to let you tell the people what those implications were. He told me that he gave you a piece of advice on how to build team chemistry.
0: Oh, yeah. What, what, was, so,
2: that? what was that?
0: It, so, 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 so the advice he gave me to go in my senior year was make everybody in the locker room, like, as close as we can. So, you know, if, if, that, t- if, that, if that counts as doing football taps or taking somebody's towel and throwing it over the shower – if it, that's what it takes. And I, I will say this year, my senior year basketball team, this was the closest team I've ever been on. And it was definitely my favorite. At all my basketball years, this team was my favorite.
1: Yes, I I, ref, I, I used a couple of different words, but uh, we are not allowed to say those words anymore. Uh, exactly. So, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it, like my my senior year basketball team was the closest team I've ever been to as well. Um, we, we had 13 guys on the team. Three of those guys didn't grow up together, you know, we had five, I, I believe, or no, we had six seniors and four so, or four juniors that basically grew up together in Coppell. Um, so, I mean, and, you know, he had kind of the same thing where Capel is really known for keeping kids from when they're elementary school to when they go to high school. High school. And so uh, we have kind of one of those rare schools where, you know, everyone kind of develops together and grows together. And by the time you're seniors, if you stay together, you have really close-knit bonds, uh, where I feel like you don't get that a lot around the other around, around a lot of schools in the Dallas area.
0: So, so the advice he gave me, I, I took it straight from from team camp. So, like at the dorms, like me and a couple of teammates were messing messing with everybody. We were we were like bear hugging everybody, dog piling on everybody. And then by the time like the first couple of games of the season came, we were already we were already like right here. We knew what we were gonna do. It was it, it was it was fun. It was fun. It, it was it was really boy really like boy uh, environment in our locker
1: room this year.
2: (laughs) To some people it may sound ridiculous, but there really is like a a level of sincerity in this and that it really does make you closer. Like this is stuff I didn't do in high school, but it's like I felt like I knew these guys after fall camp was finished. Like I knew them better than I knew my high school friends just because it's it's just different. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. it literally is
0: different. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: And I mean, going, going to college, it's especially different because like you said, you know, going to fall camp, um, you know, you're by yourself. Like it's literally you and the football team at Hendricks. You know, basketball will be a little bit different because you'll come there with when all the freshmen come on dorm. But we were there for a week before the freshmen came. And like that first week is so important of growing relationships that, you know, I'm sure Sandy has had, you know, all through his four years at Hendrix, or I guess five years because you, you were there for one extra semester. Um, but um, it's just one of those things that you can't really, like, you know, I guess kind of, like, mimic in, in other things. Like, it's well, once you go to college, you're by yourself. There's no one there. It's just you and your teammates and really your coaches, and that's kind of it.
2: There's nothing like it. I love fall camp, and, and whenever, whatever basketball's version of that is when you're on campus and no one else is, and it's just you guys, that's, that's a special time but also a dangerous time, because when you have freedom and you have athletes together, that's not a... That.
1: Let's just say some of the, the Hendricks guys during those fall camps, because volleyball was also there, they were not sleeping in their own dorms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of go, I guess, to turn this, you know, obviously, like you said, you, you play football and basketball. Um, what kind of what, – what athletes did you look up towards, you know, basketball or even football-related um, that kind of, like, grew your love for the sport? Um,
0: Definitely – well, I first would, like, watch basketball out with my dad. He was a big Kobe fan. So, like, that was, like, the only person like, I would generally, like, would – like, I would know. Uh, I would say Dirk. Like, you know, my first – my first Mavs game was definitely, like, he was a badass. He was a tall white dude giving black people – buckets like that was awesome to watch like as a kid you're just like who is this guy and then you know, as I grew up you know I kind of liked the, the the more like fancy schmancy so LeBron was definitely a big person that I tried to mimic by the time I started playing like AAU basketball and then my last would probably be like today uh yeah today I would say Trey Young today I like his game a lot real, real skillful
1: we uh, we really haven't talked about Kobe um, that much on this podcast, um, you know. Personally, for me too, Kobe. I know I idolized him. Obviously, you know, not being the same skin color as him, but uh, I loved his game. I didn't play the same position as him, but um Kobe's one of those guys that I I I made my dad fly us to San Diego to then drive to LA to then watch a Kobe game because that's just how much he meant to me. Um, but you know, I I you know obviously being friends with you uh you know i know your love for kobe i heard the story about um your brother's dad he uh telling about the you know his final game scoring 16 oh he didn't gosh. allow you to watch the game so pissed <laughs> you know kobe's final game but yeah i mean that night was special because it you know you have on one channel you have kobe's final game the other channel you have the warriors trying to beat the 73 uh they're the 72 uh, win record uh and i don't think i ever tuned into the the warriors game that night maybe <laughs> I, I was yeah, eyes eyes on Kobe. So, um but yeah, I mean those are obviously we've we've talked about it. We've talked to both Jackie and Gage on the podcast and uh, they've talked about, you know, how much Dirk means to them. You know, being in Dallas, you know, he's probably I, I would say every Dallas person would say Dirk is some has some type of influence on him, whether they're a basketball. Fan for Sure, or not. He,
0: he won a ring, like for the city, like and he had he literally beat, he took down the fear of the monster, bro. I was mad, but I mean Dirk like Dirk <laughs> Here, Brandon, let me ask you this. If you could
2: have Dirk's career, like, so we know what he did. If okay. Dirk's career. Okay. Or you could have Luca's career and take a chance on what he's going to do.
0: Oh, no, nah, I think I'm taking Dirk. Like, there's too much talent with, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Luka's a bad man, but I don't that's, – that's tough because you still – you still got LeBron's – LeBron, he's still on the throne right now. AD's there. Still got Giannis coming. You still got – who else is on there? You got the Rockets. You got Kyrie and KD still with the Nets. Like, I, I, I'd I, still take Dirk. Dirk. Dirk is the only person I know that can take down, like, a super team. That's the only person. Like, by himself. Like, if you give him – if you give him and some solid guys, he can even
1: get the job done. So, a couple, couple uh, you know, years ago on draft night, Dallas Mavericks take Trey Young obviously someone that you like watching. Were you mad that they traded him or were you are you okay with the decision now?
0: Well my cousin played with Luca in Madrid so I I follow them on Instagram and Twitter and I would see like a bunch of Luca stuff I'm like dang like this dude is this dude's nice but I mean I kind of thought like you know it's a good trade. I mean I like both sides of the trade so I mean I would have been fine with Luca or Trey but I mean, I think, I think Luca is a good fit for, for the Mavs more than Trey would have been, for sure.
2: So, Brandon, I remember when Luca was being talked about in Madrid. They, you know, you kept hearing about this guy over in Eastern Europe. I mean, he's playing in Spain, of course, but it's like we don't know much about them other than the little film that we get. We can't watch them play in college. We don't know much. But I remember I heard an NBA scout being interviewed, and he said there's something about this guy. He's not, like, overwhelmingly fast. But he's always one or to two seconds ahead of everybody. Like he just sees the game that much faster than everybody, and so he doesn't have to rely on like this overt athleticism. He's just he's just one step ahead of you, and it almost seems like it's that way now. Like he doesn't blow you away with speed or anything, but he's just I don't know. He's so much fun to watch. I I I think.
0: Right. I think his pace for the game is really nice. Like he doesn't get sped up and he picks his spots where where he wants to go to, you know, put the ball in a basket. I think he's really good at that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've seen reports, you know, talking about how he knows angles really well. And if yeah. you play basketball, you know how important that is. You know, it's a lot of kind of geometry and physics that go into basketball that you don't really know until you kind of either break it down or someone kind of shows you um, and like, so knowing the game kind of deeply, uh, like me and Brandon do, like just watching Luca, what he's doing at the pace he's doing it at, it's just, you know, it's incredible. Um, you know, he's definitely going to go down as someone who uh, is just right there with Dirk, I believe. Um, it I think it all depends on if he w- wins a ring or not, whether he'll be, you know, in that same category as Dirk or not.
0: Another crazy thing is, like, the the – the, the The more levels you go up in basketball like the more you realize like the angles and the pacing and the controlling really takes a lot of more of the game it doesn't even like like I would so this so this year like I'm gonna be in college so like most of the, the runs that I go to like five on five games like I'm playing with professional basketball players so like I can't just like out bully somebody like I gotta really like jab hard and get the guy off off balance and like get my angle really really good so I, I'm, I'm I'm working on that right
1: now it's a, it's a lot of little details that you know when you when you first learn basketball you know you're just learning how to dribble shoot pass right. and as you grow like you said you different levels um it, this jump from high school to college is probably the biggest jump i believe you know I, ne- I didn't play college ball but watching it obviously on tv and you know watching hendrix even like the jump from high school to college is a is, uh, you know so big mm-hmm. that it's just one of those oh, things oh, where um it's it doesn't it, it's unexplainable you can't really like you can't teach someone how to do it you really have to show them like you said go play pickup play against professionals and stuff like that so Brandon a friend of mine always says that you look like a certain NBA player uh, who plays for the Phoenix Suns Devin Booker do you do you accept this comparison that you look like D Book?
0: Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see it myself too. At Kentucky, I was like, they had him coming off the bench, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, he, I, I personally thought he was better than the than one of the Harrison twins, but I mean, the Harrison twins had a year on him. Anyway, but yeah, when I saw him at Kentucky, I was like, that's definitely like that's my twin, no okay. cap. Definitely. That's your, do
1: do you do you like
0: his game, or do you just like the oh, way yeah. he looks? Nah, I love his game. His game is so smooth. And then his rookie year in three-point contest, when he was hanging with Steph and Clay in three-point contest, yeah. I was like, oh yeah.
1: I yeah, like, I mean, he, he's one of those guys, you know, like we just mentioned about Kobe. He's one of those guys that kind of has that same kind of play style. He's modeled his game after Kobe. Um, I enjoy watching him play. I don't get to watch him enough because he does play for the Suns. Um, don't see him on TV that often. But when I do catch a game or um, when I see him live, cause I think I've been to Suns when they played the Mavs here. Um, you know, he, he's really fun to watch. Yeah, he, he put up 70, you know, I think like his second year in the league. Against um, Boston.
0: They still lost, but 71-71. to 71.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's one of those – he's one of those players that's, you know, in my eyes is going to be a, a future star in the NBA as long as he gets a team around him. So, Phoenix, get a team around that man. Um, nah,
0: the only reason why he didn't make the All Star team at first was because he just wasn't winning. That's really the only reason why.
1: Exactly. Nah, and I, in my opinion, I don't think Trey Young should have been a starter in the All Star game this year. I think he should have been an All Star. I don't think he should have yeah. been a starter. That's but, but, just. But, but who? But who was his backup? I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head. But exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, that's true. Exactly. That is true. That is true. I just think – I think it's just a year too early. You know, I, him and Luka – I mean, Luka is one thing because Luka – the Mavs were a winning team. Same. Trey Young's Hawks just aren't there yet. Um, they're, they're getting the pieces, I believe. I, I think they have a really good team. You it's know, like
0: we, it's uh, him and John Collins is
1: right and the Cam John Red- Collins. Uh, they got Cam Reddish, um, DeAndre they ne- Hunter. They have number three. Um, I don't know his name. Kevin uh, Huttler – Hitler? Yeah, <laughs> um that he came from Iowa the yeah. same year as and then they they just got Clint Capella um yep. you know I know I know before we were talking about 2k you know you said they're your favorite team to run with on 2k that's,
0: yeah that's my that's my squad right there
1: <laughs> so I mean they they have a young interesting team I think in a couple of years there'll be a team out of the east um that I think is kind of reckon that has you know has a reckon with I think he's kind of the next quote-unquote Steph Curry Trey Young is but um uh, and I don't know if there will be another Steph Curry. Yeah. He's, he's, well, I don't know.
0: I see some little kids always freaking practicing like super deep three. That's another thing that I don't like. Like, so the recruiting process this year was really hard for me because like college coaches, like the point guard position is really came from like facilitating. And now it's just like, Everybody wants to be a point guard because that's, like, who scores the most. And it's – I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I can put the ball in the basket, but, like, I'm, I'm a really – really, I mean, I'll say I'm a really, really gifted passer. So, like, I like getting everybody going too. But sometimes I kind of had to look out for myself because I had to put points in a box score so I can get recruited at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the game has changed since – even since when I last played basketball, Um, the game is completely different now. Training little kids um, on a – you know – almost weekly basis they all want to shoot threes they all want to do all these crazy dribble you know ball handling moves and I'm like guys you can't do that you know starting out day one you got to work on it first know, exactly to grow to grow you got to build it it's like building a house got to build a foundation before you can build all the nice things um you know that's kind of what I try to teach them but, you know talking about the NBA a little bit um what what's kind of your you know this year has been odd obviously with the whole season you know Right now, we sh- the NBA p- the final should have already been done with or close to being over. Close to being over. Um, yeah. you know, what's kind of your thought going in to this kind of weird playoffs? I guess if you want to call it that.
0: Um, I'm excited, but another thing that like is going to be weird is I bet like some players are gonna, some players that aren't really known are gonna be known because like. It's gonna be just like a pickup game. Like there's gonna be nobody in the gym. Like there's gonna be no butterflies. Like it's literally just straight hooping. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see some underground players like play like out of their minds. And I'm excited for it. And I'm excited that LeBron looks good and, and Anthony Davis looks good out of quarantine so LeBron can get this this ring and uh and the Lakers can get another championship.
1: So there you go. Well here here's <laughs> here's how I look at it. Um, I got reports that uh, Victor Depot is sitting out the rest of the season, right? Uh-huh. He's done. He's really it's really for his rehabbing his Rehab. quad yeah. He doesn't want to re-injure it, right? Mhm. So for me um in my opinion, I don't think that a lot of teams besides maybe the first 5 6 teams are really going to try for it. The Pacers are, have basically come out and said that in in their opinion, they don't want to get anyone hurt, you know, bonus – they don't want to get them hurt, Turner. They don't want to hurt any of their players. They want to get out of here in one piece. They really want to get out in the first round. And so for me, you know, I've kind of already talked about this uh, on this podcast as well. I think this year is a throwaway. You know, I think whoever really wins this championship yeah, is I kind mean, of like.
0: Don't get me wrong. I, def- I definitely see that too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a ring is a ring.
1: I mean, I, I, I for sure, whoever the team that wins it, they're going to celebrate it just like a championship, obviously, with COVID restrictions, you know, probably no, no parades or anything. But in my opinion, like there's going to be a big asterisk next to this thing, because, you know, when I, whenever I first heard about this, news, I was like, oh, damn, the Pacers, they're gonna have a real shot to make a run Uh, because they're getting back Brogdon, He had just gotten hurt towards the end of the year. You know, Victor was coming back. This gave him a couple months. But now hearing reports that it's not just the Pacers. There's multiple teams in the NBA that are like, we don't want to play. We're only here because we were told we had to be here because we were too damn good in the regular season. And then now apparently they're doing a second bubble with all the shitty teams in Chicago in September where they're, they're letting them basically just do scrimmages, yeah. kind of like a, a pre-training camp to next year, um, which I think is a terrible idea because of all the, the positive cases of COVID already in Orlando or, or before they got to Orlando. Um, you know, I, I personally think the NBA is gonna, should make a lot of money by uh, creating a TV show of off the court, what they do in the hotel room, because, uh, you know, all those guys are characters. I think in reality – Playing in AAU, it's like an AAU tournament hey, wait, for these guys. Facts, facts. So it, there's probably some content off the court, you know, watching the guys on the sideline as well. You know, these guys need to be vlogging this, TikToking it, whatever. All right. They need to be exactly. making some some extra, you know, viewership for us fans. But uh, <laughs> personally, I don't think I'm going to tune into a lot of games. If we're being honest, uh, you know, probably towards the end, because, like I said, some of those early teams, like the Pacers, aren't going to be playing their full guys. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see some guys who, like you said, are underground, but I think there's going to be a handful of teams in that first round or two that aren't really going to be wanting to be there personally.
0: Yeah. The only basketball I'm watching right now is the, the, the million dollar tournament games, yeah, the,
1: the basketball tournament. Um, yeah. I, I personally haven't been watching it. I haven't really been into sports. I've kind of enjoyed this break of watching live sports. I watched some reruns, you know the yeah. Colts two thousand and seven championships. you got to watch those against the bears, but um, the basketball <laughs> tournament I've seen it in the past. It's not bad basketball yeah, um, definitely definitely not bad basketball at all but you 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 told us before the show that uh you know some guys who are actually playing in it
0: yeah uh so i I know justin Detman i have, I've always known him, and then uh I went to a, a pro run that i I was telling y'all, and i was i was uh I was guarding one of the guys I was like. Like damn, like he, he was going hard, like he he was going hard. I'm like damn, like 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 you didn't know I even mean? like we're in quarantine. He was like, yeah, he's like, I've been training for this this tournament, and I, I was like, oh, like well, I I was thinking like a lifetime tournament or something, but I just found out about this basketball tournament thing because it's been all over Instagram, you know. Because that's the only that's mm-hmm. the only basketball that's on TV. So and he actually did. He had a really good game the other day. He had like thirty. He had like thirty.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember when it first started in like 2014 there's a team called Overseas Elite and they won like four championships in a row. Um, but I mean like there's there's teams like uh I think Ohio State Buckeyes had an alum team with like Aaron Kraft. I believe Greg Oden played in it, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, they but you know they it's just it's just another way for, you know, some fans to know some more people because there is so much great basketball out there. You know, we don't even Thanks. see Overseas, you know. Sandy's a huge soccer fan, but there's a whole world of European basketball that, that Americans don't see on a regular basis with guys like Luca coming, They're kind of coming overseas now, uh, that they're, inf, inf, you know, coming in and they're really making a name for themselves in America. You know, Dallas is really big with, with uh, yeah, Euro Pains. league players. Um, right. but I mean, this is just another opportunity for professionals to see those guys. Right. Um, you know, for Sandy over here, um, him being an Arkansas fan, his uh his guy Mason Jones, uh, went to Connor State, I believe. Um, you actually know him, right? You've worked out with him a couple times. Yeah,
0: yeah. me and Mason have the same trainer, so uh, yeah. I mean, he's a cool dude. We we text every now and then, you know. Like, you know, he he's he kind of telling me like like out in uh, out of Warner, like like what's the best place to eat and stuff, you know, because it's a small town, and he was just telling me that like you know like. There's gonna be days where you're gonna be bored as hell, but you know, it's just you just gotta hoop and just go to class. It's still all you gotta do. And uh, but yeah, we we work out. You know, I I think he's I think he's really slept on in the draft. They have him like 77 out of the 100, but you know, I think he definitely should be like top 40 for sure. You know, he could shoot light shoot lights out, can put on the dribble and shoot as well. Yeah, I think he averaged like 30 for Arkansas because Isaiah Joe was hurt, so we had
1: to carry most of the load so his, I mean, is his, is his path of i guess getting to the next level kind of what you're looking forward to the next kind of couple of years?
0: Yeah, for sure, but he actually had a he had a he had a longer path so so his senior year of high school he he, he didn't even start so 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 he, he, he did a year of prep school and then went to Connors and then went to Arkansas so gotcha. like that's just brutal you know yeah it's basically doing two years you know at different different places but I mean he he got through it and you know it was it was a blessing in disguise as
1: as you like to say was it was it was he there for two years or just one year at Connors uh, I think he was just there for one I think he all was right. there for one I got you so um we 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 haven't talked much about this as well um but the last dance um oh, yeah. you know we're 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 we all weren't alive when Michael Jordan played basketball, so we'll, Actually, when he played in the 90s with the Bulls, right. you know, we saw right. him with the Wizards a little bit, which, I mean, he still dropped 51 game, but still it's not Michael yet. There wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> it, the real Michael. It wasn't the real Michael, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, what? what's kind of your opinion of that whole, you know, last dance? And your um, thoughts on Michael?
0: You know, seeing the last dance was – I mean, I've, I've always thought Michael was better than Braun, for sure. Like, the rings, like, the rings, like, it's literally, like, that's all that matters, the rings. But, you know, it, it was crazy because I didn't even know Dennis Rodman left in the middle of the finals. Like, I dead ass did not, no idea. And, uh, you know, it's like seeing that team and then Scotty, I didn't even know Scotty was out the whole last season for like the first 40 games. Like, it's just, it was just crazy because, like, no, no, I, I didn't know. Like, I was, I, I just, you know, you just find new stuff every day. Or, I guess you learn new stuff every day. But uh, that that series probably was like my
1: favorite sports documentary that i've ever watched for sure. yeah i mean it, it it's something that you know i think at the time america really needed um like i every sunday like i was like i gotta be home i've gotta have already eaten dinner i've got to, you know everything's got to be in place because i need to be in the same spot for two hours right uh, you know if they would have released all 10 at one time i probably would have watched all 10 at one time uh, it one was sitting. good um you know it, it, again not not really knowing about that time because i wasn't alive um, you know, obviously to watch it, you know, hearing stories from my dad uh, was one thing, you know, my dad being a big Utah fan because he liked Carmelo, Malone and then That's him true. being a Pacers fan because we're from Indiana, that last two episodes just ripped my heart out, uh, you know, because obviously even though I wasn't alive, Pacers, I still loved them. But for my dad, like he he hated the last two episodes because they were tough on him because obviously the Jazz lost twice in the finals and the Pacers lost Pacers in the before. So, um, but I mean, for me, it was really – you know, it was really eye opening because you can kind of see his legacy just build right in front of your eyes. You know, they did a really great job of kind of connecting from like know, his first year to all the way to last. Yes, it it, it, did, it was a really great job. Um, you know, I since that documentary has come out and since episode five, you know, the 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 uh, episode dedicated to Kobe, I've never compared, I no, I don't ever want to you know rank anyone who's the best in basketball. Probably won't for a while. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it again, I understand why LeBron – or not LeBron, sorry – why Jordan is idolized by the older uh, – you know, our parents and even people who saw him play, why he's so idolized. Because um, for years, watching YouTube videos, you know, watching Space Jam wasn't enough. It's one of those things where, you know, seeing it on a documentary where people, fans, and everything – like, he, he completely changed the city of Chicago – um, even though they were already big in basketball, he just made that that jump to where they were one of the biggest, you know, sports cities when it came to basketball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, again, I, I think – I can't wait. I've heard so many rumors about Kobe document documentaries coming out. With, I saw uh, that
0: uh, Magic's going to get one in this year. I don't know when he is, but I, heard, I, I saw
1: one. Like I've heard that. two different ones. Uh, one of them, his final championship, the 2010 Lakers which i think would be dope or his final season those are the two i've kind of heard um obviously if they come out with that uh about probably, for kobe for kobe yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah for kobe if they come out with one of those you know i can't wait to watch it i can't wait to watch anything um like that you know they'll probably come out with one for lebron here you know whenever he retires and then 10 years after right um but i mean any kind of those documentaries where it kind of breaks down because th- at the end of the day those guys are human right um right. and they, they live a life and it's just crazy that like literally like everywhere he went in every one of those videos, he was surrounded by people. I like, know. I cannot believe that the flu game was a, was a food poisoning game the whole time. Yeah, no, I, there were some groundbreaking things in there. I don't think everything is a hundred percent true. Uh, I, I don't think it was food poisoning because like we talked about not five guys don't deliver one single pizza. That's pizza? just weird. It's definitely, it's definitely has something to do maybe with drinking or something, but I mean, that's just speculation. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, again, we kind of talked about a little bit with your college transition. Hold up. You hey, know, w- Drew,
2: I hate to do this because it's this the first time I've done this on this podcast. I don't want to interrupt, but I actually do want to get in something real quick about Michael Jordan. So Go ahead. Brandon, if you didn't know this, my, you, pro- you, did, you would have no reason to know this. So yeah. <laughs> but my, I come from a family of doctors. So when they were talking about Michael Jordan's symptoms, and hearing about some of the people who were there um there's such a thing as altitude sickness and you know playing in utah utah that's legitimate and when we were playing that episode and my mom heard these symptoms she's like that's that's altitude sickness and we think that what they're doing is you know you're trying to it, it just doesn't look good like listen michael is depending on who you ask is the greatest player of all time and if you if you don't think so then he's probably number two. But like he's still trying to protect his image and it just doesn't look good if like Air Jordan has air sickness. Sickness. Has altitude sickness. It's like you have this this dude who's memorialized, this invincible, immortal figure, and he's gonna be brought down because of a little bit of altitude sickness. Like that just doesn't <laughs> sound good. It it's better if it's food poisoning because it fits into that narrative of everyone's against Michael Jordan. Right. Um But that's just – that's, like, our take on it. So, like –
0: I wonder – I wonder if the series, like, was flipped. Like, like if it was in Chicago, like, I wonder if they would have, like – what would they would have used, like, even if he still was sick. Because, I mean, the Utah thing definitely makes sense because, like, you know, they're in Utah, like, pizza. Like, they won they want to win. They lost the year before, too. So, like, totally makes sense.
1: True. So, but, yeah, you're talking about your transition a little bit. You know what what kind of are you expecting you know what have you been doing you know we worked out a little a couple of times you know early on in the COVID mm-hmm. um, but you know since then you've kind of with things are reopening you've gone back into the gym you started mm-hmm. working out with you know actual hoops and balls
0: um
1: mm-hmm. so uh what what kind of are you expecting you know what have you been up to since uh since kind of I guess like June uh late May
0: so uh so uh I- on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, like I'll go, like I'll be at the gym like 5:30 in the morning, and I'll go work. I'll go shooting with my friend Ryan. Ryan is a top player in uh, 2022. He's, I think he's top 10 in Texas. So me and him would definitely go. Sh- we go shoot all, all all morning long, and then, um, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll get in the gym at still at 5:30 with May- with Mason and our trainer, and then at nighttime I'll just. I'll go hoop, I'll go try and find a run or I'll just go shoot. I'll go work out or shoot again at nighttime. So. Is
1: there is there any specific, I guess like drills or anything that you're trying to work on, like you know, something that you were weak in high school that you want to get better on just because you're moving on, or is there anything Uh definitely
0: definitely on? definitely I've been working on ball handling a lot. Uh whenever I'm whenever I'm training with with Mason and my and our in our trainer, we definitely work on ball handling like the most for sure. And then um, when I'm kind of by myself, I kind of work on my range because you know I'm I'm not I'm not a, I'm not like a big like six like six foot three point guard you know so I kind of gotta pick my spots in the outside and in the mid range and kind of gotta be at least eighty percent like you know shooter in those spots.
1: There's a there's a story I have about Brandon. I tell this to everyone whenever I talk about Brandon. My first, well, it was technically my second year, you know, helping out the high school. We were down at Texas for team camp. And uh, I'm coaching the JV mainly, but I go help out the varsity. But I'm, I'm with the JV this game. It's our first game. We're playing a select team in a tournament. Or it, it's tight, or in the pool play, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're down by, like, I think it was two with, um, like, 15 seconds left. At this point, I'm not going to call a timeout. I'm going to let my players do their thing. He pulls up on the right wing, um, like, probably, like, if, if if you're in a high school gym, you know, and they have a college ring. He's behind, he's like NBA range here. Pulling so, up. Cause he's like, yeah.
0: Cause he's like, was, I can't,
1: was- I can't, I can't shoot over these guys. He's like, I gotta get some range. And I was like, whatever. So he pulls up with 10 <laughs> seconds left. Right. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He banks the three in and I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> We're up one. Like, and he's he's hooting and hollering, waving his hands. He's like, let's go! He's, and, like, <laughs> and like the the rest of my the rest of the team is for some reason at the underneath our basket while the no of guys are streaking down. And Brandon's you know and at half wide court.
0: open, like they're like they literally could throw like a perfect Lonzo ball pass and make a layup and win the game in, like three seconds left.
1: Yeah, so he's he's hooting and hollering. He's like at the three point line now. They're at half court. They throw a pass right, and for for some reason. Brandon turns around as he's celebrating, stops, catches the ball, throws it in the air, and the game's over. And I'm like, What the <laughs> hell just happened? This dude shoots a three, like and, and like he said, he's he was not known for three point shots. He probably took like two or three that game. I think he right. airballed one of them. Right. Um, and like he banks the three in and then very fortunately steals a ball to win us the game. We go on to go like nine and of that tournament, win the whole thing.
0: And um, then they bumped me up from JV to varsity,
1: baby. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was going to be a sophomore year, probably going to be on JV, but then he, he worked hard, um, and then he made it to varsity his sophomore year. But, yeah, I, I, was, like, what the, I was like, what are you doing, Brandon? I, after the game, I was like, dude, why did you shoot that shot? He's like, I, like, I, was I needed open. the range. I was open. I was like, why would you shoot that shot? I, I
0: wasn't um, going to let anybody else shoot that shot. If we were right, going
1: to lose, it was because of me. Cause of me. I, I was thinking, let's get a two. Let's go to overtime. You know, let's break it <laughs> down. Um, but that's – you know hey sometimes as a coach you just gotta let your players play um right. but i mean it's it's just one of those things like he, but like you said as you get older um things you got to work on and i mean like you said he he knows he's got to work on his three-point shot uh, he's definitely gotten better since then he doesn't bank threes in it as much anymore
0: i actually um, was the se- was our second leading scorer and second leading three-pointer percentage this year
1: <laughs> so yeah there you go that, that's hard work for you folks
0: So away and from then, the court. Oh okay. you got it.
1: Oh,
2: shoot. You good? Let's see what time it is. We'll edit that part out. So okay, cool. Brandon we'll say, how about you go like pause for a second and then say what you were about to say. My bad. I didn't mean to get Oh,
0: that. you're good. All right. Alright, so my my favorite memory of my senior year definitely was the first round of the playoff game. So so we're playing we're playing uh playing Eaton High School, you know the like they're kind of a, a scrappy team. So at halftime, you know, I have six points and we're, we're up by four. So, you know, the game's kind of chippy, you know, it's kind of getting close. And like, I come out in the second half, like, with just like full, like full, like I'm, everything, I, everything I catch, I'm shooting it. And I, I end up, I end up ending the game with 26 and I hit five three pointers. And like, we win by 40. That yeah, was my I, favorite
1: memory. I, I believe I was actually scouting. I don't remember who I was scouting. Um, but I went to a game and I saw that I saw that they were only hit by six at halftime, and I was like, I was like, uh, wait, what? Because in, 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 I don't know if they do it in Arkansas like this, but in Texas, the four teams from a from a district go to the playoffs, and depending on where you're seated, so if you're one, you play the fourth seeded overall team. So they were playing the worst team the in their by team. district, and yeah. I was like, they're only beating them like by by six at halftime. I was like, oh, uh. and then yeah. like I saw the second half score, and they're up by four, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. So. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes those playoff games, it takes a second, you know, to get to get your feet wet. Right. Um, but, yeah. Brandon, away from the
2: court, what are you – like, are you anxious about going to college? No, is there anything you're nervous about, like, starting this new phase in your life?
0: Uh, I'm definitely not nervous. You know, I, I think I definitely, like, could live up to, like, playing college basketball. Like, you know, I, I really think that, like, I'm the hardest worker I know. Like I really like bust my tail in, in basketball a lot. Like, I've really invested a lot of time into this, so I'm not really worried about it. And I'm excited to see what God has in plan for my basketball career for sure. And uh, you know, off the court, you know, I'm just a real chill dude. I'm a real funny dude. You know, when things aren't serious, I'm a real goofy guy. Uh, I enjoy playing video games. I enjoy hanging out with my brother. I'm just a normal basketball player, dude. You know, I, I like shoes. Like I got a bunch of shoes. I like I like. You know, I'm just a. I'm just a normal basketball player.
2: Well, bring him out Hell, we'll promote it on the twitter you want to show off, you want to show off your collection
0: oh no 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 it's cool it's cool it's cool All
2: right. you don't want to flex on us i got
0: you yeah yeah there's no need to flex there's no need to flex. <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs>
1: No I mean, I, like I said I, I've known Brandon. I remember we're, we were actually I was preparing for my team camp and I remember we were working out in the gym going through plays and this little this little kid who's like an eighth grader on the side shooting on the side goals and, and dribbling and stuff and I'm like, what the hell is this kid doing like this is a varsity <laughs> practice. this little kid's over here messing around. Um, but you know see, seeing his growth from then has been great. Um, you know I went to his, I went to his graduation dinner. Looking forward to everything he does, you know, on and off the court. Um, you know, I've been in his ear telling him it's just as important to do all the things, all, you know, on the court as you do off. Uh, school is super important. Um, but, again, uh, he's there to play basketball. So, like, you know, that's what's going to get you the big bucks. Um, Skills pay me, the bills, baby. Skills pay, pay the bills. bills. Yes, sir. So, go, go ahead, Brandon. Tell, tell them uh, where, you, where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, um, anything like that.
0: Sure. Uh, my Instagram is Brandon Taylor underscore forty four, and then uh, I have a little I have a little shoe business going on. Uh, the that username is Underground BT. Uh, you know the the shoe, they're, they're pretty nice shoes for like you know probably to like a range like probably sixty to a hundred bucks. So it's, it's a nice little nice little gig going on. Also have like like short like cool shorts and shirts that are on there, and then uh my Twitter is Brandon underscore T forty four, and
1: uh, that's it. Okay. One one last final question for you here. Uh, All right. This is something that we, we had a little, we do a little like fan question uh, thing. You know, if you subscribe to us, you can ask us a question. This is one thing that we, we, at, we got asked, um, uh, shoot, which one, uh, which one should I do? No. Okay. I got, it, I got, it, I got it. So is it more acceptable or what's more awkward? Sorry. What's more awkward? The first kiss or the first fart in a relationship?
0: Hmm. I would say the first kiss, cause when you, if you already farting, that means y'all already like this close. <laughs> so like, if you fart, like, you know, she's still gonna love you. Like, she, she like, what, what's she gonna do? Break up with you like seven months in because of a fart? No. If 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 she does that, and she for the streets. <laughs> if she if she does that, she's for the streets.
1: <laughs> I love this guy.
2: He <laughs> he has gone off the board both times with
1: the questions we've asked. <laughs> totally different yeah hey, all i'm saying is that first fart even if you already like this that first fart is still awkward because you don't you want it to come out silent but i'm telling you like if it doesn't come out silent that thing is awkward you're just sitting there like shit that was me i just, <laughs> I just if, if
0: if that was if i if, if that was ever like me in a situation i would try and joke it off be like doorknob and i'll go take the doorknob or something just mess around or something, trying to play it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead But I feel like that but I will say this if that if that first kiss is awkward you can make a recovery where I feel like that that first fart it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like depending on how you play it off is depending on how that relationship goes
0: it, well I mean me and my girlfriend been tight you know I, I don't think she would I mean I think she's chill so
1: is it more awkward if you fart or if she farts
0: Definitely more awkward if if I fart because I'm a dude, you know. So like, you know, I kind of smell it. You know, so <laughs> I'm so, <dead>. so yeah. <laughs> Drew, you good with that? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: good. That's good. Okay. And that concludes another episode of Splitting Uprights. Hey, Sandy, do you like sports? I do, Drew. Do you like bold takes? of course do you like kicking it back with the boys who the hell doesn't then you should follow splitting uprights on youtube twitter and apple Podcasts, and we will never leave you unsatisfied
2: drew it sounds like a bunch of locker room talk in sports what about our female audience
1: oh don't worry we'll take care of them and we'll always fill their holes